I've lost track of time. I think the whole world has, but we're kind of back to normal. Sports are coming back again on a normal schedule. Kind of good timing now for the 88th ever episode of the West Coast Preps podcast. I am Chris Jackson, joined here by Gregory Morlantoon. I'm sure it looks a little bit different now. We're live streaming this podcast. We're working on more content for everybody as well to get our viewers more engaged and just more different fun content for everybody to enjoy with live streams. I know we did our live stream of the AAU National Championship over the weekend, too, for Cal Stars winning the whole thing. You had Natalie Pasco, Naya Epps, Talana Lapolo, and Amanda Muse all there winning the national title with Carondelet head coach Kelly Sopak. As we've mentioned, Coach Sabrina Ionescu, a whole bunch of other stars. The list is over 200 deep of girls that went on to the next level. They won a national title there this weekend over Cy Fair Elite from Texas. But a lot of content's coming up. Go up to westcoastpreps.com. We announced some award winners for boys basketball this week. Girls basketball is coming up. Same with baseball and softball this week. And we've done top 45s for our sports. Now we've got our top 45 athletes in all sports. Started rolling out today on Tuesday, July 27th, numbers 45 through 41. All sports were eligible. Don't be offended if you're maybe a few spots lower than you think you should. If you're in that top 45, you're obviously one of the best athletes in all of America in your respective sport as well. But, Greg, we're back. We're officially back at West Coast Preps. Our new look, really fun podcast. But, Greg, how are you doing and how's your summer been? I'm good. It's been a... Uh... It's been a very fun summer, um, you know, got able to get out of the hecticness of what was the 2021 spring season for all three sports and what a time it was. Obviously, it was a ton of fun being able to go see all these sports, but boy, was it a ton of hours, a ton of driving all over the Bay Area, um, but I wouldn't change it for the world because I'm definitely glad that, that we got to have a season and it was a ton of fun, so um but it was an incredible summer. I'm looking forward to what we have on tap for the next couple of years, honestly, of, you know, and trying to improve the West Coast Press podcast, a new podcast that we will announce here during this podcast, as we're going to get into that here soon. Um, but it's been very fun. I wouldn't change anything for the world. Definitely hoping that this uh, new Switcher Studios is going to be producing our podcast now. I see I got this phone right here. Got all these fun little gadgets on here. You know, a little thank you for watching type thing. Um, we got our all these fun little gadgets that we're going to start using during the West Coast Press podcast and all of our new podcasts that we have coming out here soon as well. So stay tuned for some great content, like Chris said. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think the last sports year in school year just ended. Now we're coming up on all this normal year. It seems like we just had our track and field championships, our baseball and softball championships, our basketball championships in the CCS when we saw Pinewood's crazy win, Mideast Boys Basketball Championship. Now it's already pretty much the fall coming up. The football season starts for most teams in exactly one month from today on August 27th, you'll have some teams play the 28th and 21st. You've got that crazy Sarah Pitt game on the 23rd as well. Yeah, and we'll, we're definitely going to have our predictions coming up. Uh, game of the Week voting will be back this year as well as we're looking to do even more with Game of the Week. Um, it's going to be a wild season, and 
I don't know, West Coast Preps is definitely going to be trying to do even more this year. I know last year, you know, we did quite a bit, but we're just going to keep on adding on to our repertoire of what we're going to be able to do to give student athletes the coverage that they deserve. Um, and boy, what a first week of games we're going to have. What a first month of games that we're going to have of all these amazing, you know, Sarah Pitt, obviously one of the headliners there. <coughs> Pitt obviously has a crazy schedule in their first six weeks of the season. Um, De La Salle, obviously, what they were going to do this year, probably go undefeated again. Maybe. I'm sure we'll get into that even more. As these hey, they play St. Francis. They play St. Francis Academy, a top ten team in America. I wouldn't bookmark an undefeated season for the Spartans. I might just pick De La Salle. I don't know. We'll well, so now we'll you're on. Now you're on the De La Salle hype train, and I'm not for that. Uh, it, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like I'm still on the pit train, but I think I'm on the De La Salle train more than I'm on the you know St. Francis from Baltimore train. Wow, so it's new year, new Greg, new year, new Chris kind of mentalities coming up, it sounds like. Yeah, but I think our, you're still going to be taking De La Salle over Pitt, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. That, it, I can't pick against De La Salle. That's just so, that's asinine. So we're, not much has changed. I'm still on the Pitt train. You're still on the De La Salle train. Yeah, but there's a lot of great games, like you mentioned. San Ramon Valley plays O'Dowd again. They play Vintage. Montevista's got some big games. De La Salle does. Sarah's schedule. Pitt's schedule. They play Folsom. Wilcox. Sarah. I mean, it just goes on and on. Yeah. It's, it's going to be an incredible season. But that is for another day. We'll definitely have our preseason show coming up here in the next few weeks. You want to announce something here, Chris? You want to announce our, our new project that we have coming out? Yeah, the CG show. Announce it's starting tomorrow on Wednesday, July 28th, the CG. So I know we've done some pro sports talk in the past on our high school sports podcast. And we're going to have our own podcast for that. Just about life, the craziness of, well, if we've got to travel three places in one day, we've got another emergency veterinarian trip for the night where we're there for <laughs> nine and a half hours and there's no end in sight for life. In all of that, we're going to have great content coming up. You see the logo pops up there from Greg as well. Producer and co-host extraordinaire. Hey, you know, a, a jack of all trades, some might call me. I like LeBron James. Uh, better than LeBron, though. Better than LeBron? Oh, far better. Far superior. I mean, I'm not going to get into Space Jam. That's something that the CG show is going to be about, is talking about you know, movies and live sport or professional sports, I should say, um, life, alien talk. Um, I don't know, going to Mars. I, that's what I'm into CG that. You know, I, you know, I've got something too I want to talk with you about on that podcast tomorrow, but I'm not going to mention it on here. Just yep. a good spoiler. So first episode will be tomorrow. Um, we will announce what time we are going to be doing the CG show. Probably be sometime in the morning, right around this time. Tomorrow we'll be talking about the NBA draft. Probably talk about Space Jam. Um, and obviously Chris has a secret topic that he wants to talk about. So be on the look. That will be about once a week. We will be doing the CG show. Um, no set schedule. It's just going to be a fun podcast where we're just going to talk about life and we're just going to have fun with that one. So um, be on the lookout for the CG show coming out tomorrow with our first episode ever. And it's also our anniversary week, too. West Coast Reps, our one-year anniversary is this Friday. 
July 30th. I can't believe we launched a year ago. Our first ever story was Austin Flax, the Mountain View wow. receiver, multi-sport athlete. Now at Drake University playing Division One football as a receiver. Crazy to think all of that was a year ago. We saw our first showcase over a year ago. I think it was July 18th or 19th that weekend. Now we're here a year later celebrating that. Yesterday we had some giveaways with our monthly and yearly subscriptions. One week free trial for the monthly subscription. One month free trial for the yearly subscription. A phone case giveaway we're going to announce today on our social media platforms. Got a lot more exciting stuff coming up as well. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at West Coast Preps underscore. Follow our Instagram or Facebook, all of our pages for announcements on that as well. We've also got our event Saturday, the best in the West showcase for alignment. Also the skills showdown from 5 to 9 p.m. at Vacaville Christian High School there in Vacaville. Yeah, and then we also have our giveaway today, which will be a t-shirt from the West Coast Preps merch store. Um, so that will be announced here at noon. So be sure to go and enter into that contest as you can get a shirt, maybe even like this one that I'm wearing right now. Um, so make sure you are staying along. We will be having giveaways all week long um, on our West Coast Preps social media pages and on westcoastpreps.com. So be sure to follow along West Coast Preps to go get your free giveaway that we're going to be doing yeah, this um, I have to say you need to get the merchandise because look, straight up it's fire. The shirts are ridiculously good the joggers are just super comfy i mean i'm wearing these things every day no matter the temperature because they are well they're straight heat so yeah. go buy you know, some today we discontinued this one should we bring it back though yeah i would see let's bring it back bring it back that's a great one okay well we'll see maybe we'll bring a different small version of the <clears throat> wcp alternate logo um here coming up soon definitely going to have some more merch coming up we have a artist that we have hired onto the team as well who's going to be designing t-shirts and i am excited for that be on the lookout for tiktok as we're going to be going live with him cameron sanji who's an incredible artist is going to be designing some t-shirts live on tiktok and uh, hopefully about the next week or so we're going to set something like some set something up with him i should say but let's get into the show. Obviously, we had a little 10-minute intro, a lot of things that we have not been able to talk about over the last month and a half as we've taken our little summer break. But we're back. We've improved our production, thanks to the producer and co-host Gregory Moreland Toon. Yes, I am the greatest of all time. <laughs> I know. No need to say it online, though. You know, I'm, I'm not a braggadocious kind of person. Sound, sound like Ricky Henderson. <laughs> Well, Ricky Henderson also is a goat, just not as quite as good as me. But we got some other goats that are making a ton of money now in college with the NIL all of a sudden becoming a huge thing um, with college and NCAA. Uh, also, a high school athlete not too long ago signed a huge deal uh, with Excel Sports, I want to say. What are your thoughts on this NIL everything, the new laws? I mean, it was only a matter of time. You have to think with how much money is going into collegiate athletics nowadays, especially with TV deals. You're seeing the Big 12 alone. Schools were divvied up about $37 million from their television revenue. You're getting, what, 60,000 fans in stadiums. You're paying for merchandise, for gear, and all the stuff that goes into being a collegiate student athlete. I mean, it's literally a full-time job with school. 
I saw someone posted the schedule yesterday. I talked to CJ Anderson about that as well. We'll get more into CJ Anderson and what he's doing now, actually, later in this podcast. But what the schedule is like, it's literally from wake up to bedtime is work, 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 meetings, practices, school. It's a matter of time they profit on their name, image, and likeness, right? We're all human beings. If I was able to work in college, why can't they as well and make some money? You've got some big deals so far. Are there going to be a ton of big deals for everybody? Probably not, but for the stars, yes. Like guys like Trevor Lawrence, Bryce Young, they're going to get some big deals. And Bryce Young, as we're going to take a look at, got a big deal as well. Nick Saban said he's making nearly a million dollars in deals. The only one we know of so far is Cash App. Not sure what else he's done, but Bryce Young for modern day is a big one. So there's also some other big deals as well in Miami, North Carolina, Oregon, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of big deals. Miami's Derek King, Bubba Bolden, each signed $20,000 with College Hunks Hauling Junk, uh, which is a moving service in Florida. Um, King also co-founded Dreamfield with Florida State quarterback Mackenzie Milton. Dreamfield is dedicated to booking live events in the NIL world. Um, the entire Miami football team, every player can receive up to $500 per month to endorse American Top Team, which is a chain of MMA training gyms. Um, you know, th- there's a ton of different things out there that it's, it's good for college athletes, right? We've seen the Barstool Athletes uh, has come out and we've seen a ton of people go out there. No one knows what exactly it is um, as they just kind of threw something together. Uh, the West Coast Preps players, we announced that not too long ago and have, you know, a couple players already. Noah Short, Austin Flax are a part of that right now, along with a couple others in the works. Um, of trying to get them onto the West Coast Preps players. Um, there's just, I think it's a great thing for these college athletes. Like you said, it's a full-time job. They wake up at 6.30 in the morning, go to the weight room, work out, go to school, <coughs> go to practice, um, you know, have either film or another workout late at night, and then you know, still have to eat and sleep all throughout that day. But it's a full 12-hour day. Obviously, they do it because they love the sport. They're passionate about playing the sport and want to do it. But now that they can actually have a life, maybe afford to go to a movie and whatnot, um, you know, I, I think I think it's nothing but good and nothing bad is going to come out of it. It was like you said, it was a matter of time that this was going to happen. And it's finally come. It's finally here. Yeah, it really is. You could say you can make the argument, oh, they're on scholarships, but that doesn't pay for rent. That doesn't pay for food. They don't really have time, and most programs, most schools aren't going to let you work a job also as well because of the time commitment with the sports. Even a lot of these athletes, it's mainly just going to be making enough money for rent and those kinds of things and to put food on the table, but it's still money. It's still ways they can profit off themselves, and maybe that leads to bigger stuff, but they can work with local companies. A lot of student-athletes will, social media, working football camps, autograph sessions, are some of the biggest things. I mean, it could net small sums of money for the bigger athletes. Obviously, that's going to net more. Imagine what Sabrina Ionescu could have made in college at Oregon. That would have been absolutely ridiculous what she could have done. I wish this would have come out sooner, but I guess better late than never. The biggest thing is with this, though, I think you just got to be smart with the decisions you make to make money to because some things could require a lot of time but it might not make you much money, if at all. Be smart. Maybe even hire a manager to help you. I know more student-athletes are doing that. The college coaches that are in this for the right reasons, that want their student-athletes that they're ahead of the game and they want their student-athletes to profit off themselves and just get ahead of the curve are also encouraging them with fifth-quarter programs, 
hire managers to help you with taxes, get the right business involvements handled as well. But like Greg said, we've got some coming on as well. North Noah Short from the Kings Academy now at West Point to continue his football career. Where does he end up in the Bay Area top 45 for athletes is a question you'll find out in the next week and a half. Austin Flax, our first ever story. But this this had to happen. This really did because of the money that is divvied up into collegiate athletics nowadays with television. Yeah. And then just go go into your thoughts more about how this affects high school players. Um, there's still a lot of confusion on, you know, can high school players, players now profit can they now have deals and obviously it's not going to happen with any of the with everyone um, you know you're going to have to select few uh, five stars and whatnot um, or you know internet sensations that are going to be able to profit off of it maybe but there's still a lot of confusion go into your thoughts on you know should there be high school athletes that can profit from their name and image and likeness why not? They should still be able to make jobs and work with organizations, maybe even like us, the other media companies involved to still make some money, help themselves out because every student athlete situation is different, you know, what their background is, their family situation. Maybe they need some money. Why not be able to profit on some of their stuff? Is there going to be a lot? No, but at this point, the way high school athletics have trended, there's more money involved. There's more academies. It's a different ballgame. There's more television stuff. There's more, I mean, literally everything out there you're saying high school athletes get plucked away for the professional level a bishop o'dowd player actually just did with two years of high school eligibility remaining we'll get into Jalen lewis here in a little bit too but why can't anyone profit off their name image and likeness that's themselves why people are tuning in to watch them no matter what why should they be handicapped more than other people when they are our forms of entertainment they're the ones helping us put food on the table so why can't the rest of us help them put food on the table too? Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and I, they're as soon as they turn sixteen years old, you can go and get a job. So what's the difference between going to Togo's or In and Out or to you know your local McDonald's and getting a minimum wage job, or going and being a brand ambassador for someone if you have that following and you know a brand wants to have you be an ambassador what is the what's the reason that they can't do it um the way i look at it is it's a job as long as they can handle everything um and they you know keep putting their best foot forward still doing good grades and all that sort of stuff if they feel like they can handle everything and they continue to do it then there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to to do it so I, i'm totally on board and like you said we're still looking into ways that we can help high school athletes um and obviously we're not trying to get to the point where we might mess up someone's ncaa eligibility so we're talking to people we're trying to figure out what exactly west coast preps can do um whether that's brand ambassadors whether you know that's coming on as any any different things we're definitely looking at all options as to way we can include our own high school athletes that we've covered but what do you want to get into next year we got a couple of awards that we came out with you, know, you mentioned Jalen lewis there's a lot of stuff over the last month and a half that we've uh have not been able to talk about so yeah let's go into it let's go into our coaches of the year first for sports first and boys basketball the winner was campbell window stephen dyer just speaks for himself what he did. 
you lose Aiden Mahaney, the four-star guard, top 100 player in this class, who actually just brought in a Yale offer. He's got Stanford and Yale now. Talk about the definition of a student athlete. Imagine what Aiden Mahaney could do with NIL as well. Yeah. You had him out for most of the year with various injuries. Logan Robeson was out the whole year. Yeah, Camp Luno beat 10 ranked teams on the schedule. They beat Bishop O'Dowd, beat Piedmont. So many different ranked teams to go 15-0. and They beat De La Salle on a Cade Bennett's game winner. What Steven Dyer did, sure, you could say he had the talent with our offensive player there and Emmanuel Callis and the Bennett brothers, Matt Riddell, and Aiden Mahaney healthy occasionally during the season. It doesn't matter what he did. That's that's absolutely incredible, especially with that schedule. Camp Linda was not afraid of anybody, and they would have made a run to a state championship game this season. There is no doubt about that. And Steven Dyer was very, very well-deserving of that award. Yeah, I mean, the production speaks for itself, obviously, going through the hardships of lo- losing Aiden Mahaney and just having all of those the weird things to the pandemic. And um, I know that they had a COVID scare uh, halfway through the year as well, I believe. Um, all the things that the adversity that they went through and to have the season that they had was just incredible. Um, and everything was, it was just uh, just the perfect storm for, for that team and for Steven Dyer to do what he did and to coach that team to the incredible season they had undefeated was more than deserving of the coach of the year this year. Um, and then there's another team on the girls' side, uh, Doc Shepler, winning coach of the year for the girls' side of basketball. What a season he had and what a season that those girls had. Yeah, Pinewood were undefeated, won the CCS Open Division title that went down from 12 points to winning that game. Annika Decker, scoreless in this game until the end, gets the three-point play, drives the lane, Hits the layup and one free throw. Pinewood, though, beat a bunch of ranked teams. Doc Shepler did a fantastic job because Mitty was the favorite. Mitty had a dynastic run on its hands. Pinewood had not won a CCS title in a decade. They'd been to state championships. They'd won state titles since then, but CCS was the one thing that eluded them. And guess what? They got it. Pinewood deserved that wholeheartedly. That, that brand of basketball, if there's a certain form of basketball you want to see that, if you're so far into just beautiful team basketball, everyone getting touches, three-point line, driving and kicking, Pinewood's your thing. You need to watch Pinewood play as many times as you can. Make that trip to Los Altos Hills to watch Pinewood because that team with Courtney Thompson, Maya Garcia, Annika Decker, Ella Ladine, Chance Buker, I mean, the list goes on and on on that roster. What Doc Shepler did and what that team did was uh, incredible. They, they were the underdog going into that championship game. Everybody thought Pondmont has a chance, but they've got to play a great game of basketball. They didn't play great the first three, three and a half quarters. They won in that run. Chance Buker got some big defensive plays to really ignite that run. The bench got into it. Courtney Thompson had that flurry of threes there, her own little hot streak. Pinewood won the whole thing. They were number two in the Bay Area, playing number one midi, like what Pinewood did at the end of the day. They won it, and Doc Shepler was very, very well-deserving. Yeah, I mean, and just going to that midi game, they they dominated every single game before that, it seemed like. Um, We went to a few of their games, and it was just 
it was a beautiful basketball. I went to the semifinal game of CCS where they played <clears throat> St. Ignatius. And that first quarter was one of the most beautiful quarters of basketball I have ever seen in my entire life. And it, I've watched the dynastic Warriors who scored 50 points in the first quarter. It was it was something special. When this team was on, there was nothing quite like it. Um, but, you know, to go into the, the championship game, everyone was pick, picking Mitty, except for me. I do want to say I did pick Pinewood um, and got that one correct, Chris. I know you like to brag about your football rankings and your predictions and that one and whatnot, but got that one right. But, I mean, they were underdogs, and they looked like they were, you know, they were down, what, 11, 12, something like that in the middle of the third quarter, and all of a sudden they get this flurry of threes, great defense, like you said, and come back and win the game and the most exciting game that we've covered all year long um, from football season to baseball season to that game. That was the most exciting game that we have covered all year long. At least for me, that's my personal opinion. <coughs> it was just, it was an amazing game um, all the way down to the final seconds on a shot that I think everyone inside the gym thought was going in. Yeah, it really did. They Mitty really drew up that great play. Sue Phillips said at the end, just to not go down. Palmer came away with the title. They went undefeated against that really tough schedule. Doc Schepler, our Bay Area Girls Basketball Coach of the Year at WestCoastPreps.com. Now time for our Baseball Coach of the Year, Pittsburgh's Marco Cartagena. What he did for the Pirates. He's really turned that program around. Pittsburgh, for decades, thought of a football school, right? That's what Pittsburgh's known for. Well, baseball, put them down as a baseball school, too, because... They had not won a league title since 1986, 10 years before I was born, 12 years before Greg was born, and Pittsburgh won the Bay Valley Athletic League title, 18-4. and four. Just absolute history made. And Marco Cartagena is one of the best coaches in California and the West Coast for baseball. He's what he's done. I know everybody raves about him. He, he put Pittsburgh baseball on the map, and they're here to stay. Yeah, I, it was an incredible season. Um, got to see one of their games early on in the year. And the pitching, the defense, the hitting, the swag that this team had was just incredible. And it all came from their head coach um, and their manager. It was just, there's something about this team that was special. Uh, there's something special in Pittsburgh right now. Obviously, we've talked about their football team. Obviously, this baseball team kind of just embraced that Pittsburgh pride that they have right now and turned into an incredible season like you said the first title since 1986 before the A's even beat the Giants in the World Series which you know just insane how long ago that was um, and for for it all to culminate to you know having the COVID year uh, before that and then coming into this season they have a ton of talented players that are going on to the next level for them to achieve this in this time in this era uh, was incredibly special, and what an incredible special run they had. Definitely deserving of the coach of the year there at Pittsburgh High. And then the softball coach of the year, too, Mike Oakland from St. Francis. They greatest team ever in the Bay Area. They made a strong case Definitely for it. We up talked there. about that on our last podcast. It's up there. They outscored opponents by over 200 runs, undefeated, CCS champions, one player, 19 home runs, another player with 12. They had three star-studded pitchers, Shannon Keegren, Kate Motherland, Chloe Cummings. 
also with at least two more years of high school eligibility remaining. So that's that's what makes this team so scary. They only lose a couple of seniors. St. Francis next year, could they be even better? Uh, I I think they could. They they certainly could. Like you said, everyone is young. Uh, you know, you have freshmen and sophomores on this team who contributed and contributed at a high level for the St. Francis team. And you know, it's hard to get better than what they did. Obviously, they're one team that can that can get better. Um, you know, that they outscored opponents by an insane amount this season. They're going to do it again next year. Um, and I don't see much changing. He might be coach of the year three times in a row, four times in a row. Who knows what this dynastic run is going to be for this team because the talent on that field is absolutely just, it's insane. Um, and greatest team ever, they're definitely in that discussion. Um, and we're definitely going to have to have a podcast dedicated to who is the greatest team ever, and they're definitely going to be in that discussion. They are. It's going to be great to see what St. Francis does these next couple of years. They took up a lot of the Bay Area top 45 for softball and the all Bay Area teams. Go to westcoastpreps.com for that. Now it's time we just announced today of other award winners later this week, but our boys basketball player of the year, Piedmont's own junior guard, JoJo Murphy. I know Greg seen him. I saw him a few times. Watching him go on a flurry was like watching Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. He averaged 25.6 points per game. 48% shooting overall, 43% from three. Also averaged 6.6 rebounds, 3.9 assists, 2.9 steals for number eight. Piedmont was also had some big ones. They beat Dublin in a crazy game where Piedmont just could not miss, especially in that first half. Joe Murphy had five games with 30-plus points. He had 38 in one game against San Leandro. He had five or more threes in five of Piedmont's 16 games and nearly a third of their games. Six threes three times, and he had seven threes against Bishop O'Dowd in that season finale. Yeah, I mean, I, JoJo Murphy was kind of the jack-of-all-trades in this game, or of this year, I should say. Um, he did a little bit of everything for this team, and he shot the lights out. Um, I saw him multiple times just absolutely <clears throat> just do an amazing job. Uh, against San Ramon Valley, him and Tyler Isaac were going back and forth. It was... It was just incredible to see him play and to see his final numbers throughout the season. Um, like you said, also getting six rebounds, uh, almost four assists, almost three steals this season, all while scoring almost 26 points on 48% shooting and 43% from three, which obviously is an insane rate. You know, that's the Steph Curry's, Clay Thompson's of the world. That That's the percentage that they shoot from three. Um, it was just incredible to see to see this guy play um, and offers definitely need to start rolling in more. Uh, I, I know that they have started to roll in right now. Uh, Point Loma Nazarena offered Murphy in April. Um, but this guy is a division one talent without, without a doubt in my mind. Uh, he's absolutely been incredible all season long um, and well-deserving of the athlete of the year on boys basketball side. I couldn't be couldn't be more impressed with what I saw uh, this season. You really couldn't be. I talked to his head coach earlier in the season, Ben Spencer, who said JoJo was garnering some Division One interest, maybe a big AAU season with Lake Show to really bring some of those in. I imagine going into a senior season, he's going to be getting some more offers as well. 
So stay tuned for what happens for him. That backcourt with he and Luke Harris was phenomenal. You got AJ Harris coming back. Luke Harris's younger brother's got two more years. Luke Harris now at Carlton College. And then also stay tuned for our girls basketball athlete of the year, which will be announced tomorrow. Westcoastpreps.com baseball on Thursday and softball on Friday. Some other topics. Let's get into Jalen Lewis. We hinted at that earlier. The Bishop O'Dowd five-star center, the number two prospect in the 2023 class nationally. He has forgone his final two years of high school to join that new professional league. Over time, he's going to make over a million dollars. Yeah, I I woke up in the morning and all of a sudden I saw, you know, Jalen Lewis and million dollars. I, I, it, it's crazy. He's 16 years old and already going to make a million dollars over the next two years. Um, it's hard to pass up that kind of money. Um, obviously, it, it's just an incredible opportunity and it, it's not going to happen often. Um, obviously, you know, he, he's a once in a lifetime kind of talent. Uh, he's a generational talent. Uh, like you said, he's, he's ranked very, very high in the 2023 class, uh, by all platforms. I, it was kind of speechless when I first saw it though. Um, obviously huge news. It's unfortunate that we won't be able to get to see him play at Bishop O'Dowd for the next two years, but, um, in no way do I think it was a wrong decision to go and, and, play and make a million dollars. I know Lou Ritchie was supportive of it. He really voiced those opinions and that backing on social media. He's never coached somebody like that. This opportunity that's hard to pass up to. You could say so many different things about it. I know people have voiced their opinions, but how could you really go against that decision? He's making over a million dollars at 16 years old. He's already going to be able to provide for his family now with that alone. Imagine what he's going to do professionally after this as well in the NBA and beyond. Now, how much do you think this kind of shakes up high school basketball in the long run? Is, do you think it's only going to be something really just for those premier prospects like a Jalen Lewis that's uh, really going to be the ones leaving high school basketball early to do something like this? Yeah, I mean, high school basketball is already in a, a very different spot than, you know, football or um, – baseball and whatnot because the AAU scene as we just live streamed uh, the championship game for Cal Stars on Sunday it's very different because you have this AAU scene but now that you're going to bring this where you're you know making a million dollars over you know x amount of time it could change things a lot but you're only going to get that sort those sort of players is going to be your four and five stars um, you know the, the guys that are ranked in the top 10 or the top 50 are going to be the ones that get the opportunity to go to, um, you know, these professional leagues or whatever you want to call it. Um, so it's not going to change your, your every day, but you might see some of these four or five stars leave their high schools to go get the experience of playing, you know, with a bunch of different four and five stars. And I think it's going to create a, a better competition. Um, and those you're going to see players develop, better because sometimes you know you see a five-star playing at a high school level like we all saw the videos of zion the dude was just dominant and no one could guard him we've all seen that video of you know a guy who's basically half his size clapping in his face and whatnot and everyone loves the competition it was a viral video but at the end of the day just the size advantage that zion had over him there wasn't much that you know that kid could do um so 
I think it's good because all these four five stars can play with each other, against each other, and you're going to see them develop a lot quicker. You're going to see them, you know, go through struggles more, I think, as you see, you know, high-quality defense and whatnot, but it's going to translate better into, you know, 18-year-olds are going to come and contribute more quicker in the NBA and whatnot. So um, it's a good thing overall. Um, in the immediate high school scene, though, it, you know, you're going to lose some of these four and five stars and you know, you might lose some of that excitement that comes with, you know, high school basketball. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a lot. It's just going to be those really, really premier players that you know have that crazy good future in basketball. We saw with G League Ignite, too. That's not going to affect college basketball that much. You're only going to lose a few of those five stars every season, like a Jalen Green with the G League Ignite, Jonathan Kaminga, who can also slot to the Warriors in the draft. We'll have our NBA draft stuff on Thursday. Our live stream will have our CG show Wednesday to get more into that. But it's not going to be the biggest detriment to these other levels, as one might expect. It's going to be, like Greg said, those top elite five-star prospects like a Jalen Lewis, a Jalen Green, a Jonathan Kaminga that are going to be moving on to these professional leagues and foregoing college. And heck, maybe even like Jalen Lewis and forgo your last year or two years of high school to go play professionally, but it's great experience. They're still going to have classes for Jalen Lewis to finish his high school career, and they're paying him money. He's really going to get that professional lifestyle at a young age in Atlanta. Going to be out there, really going to grow up quick there, too. He's going to be wise beyond his years doing that. I know there was criticism of LaMelo Ball doing that, moving to different countries, Lithuania, Australia, but in a lot of ways, before he got hurt, it looked like that really helped the metal ball at the end of the day, get acclimated to that professional lifestyle. I'm sure that helped Jalen Green, Jonathan Kaminga as well, and I'm sure this is really going to benefit Jalen Lewis too in the long run as he prepares this professional career with overtime elite and then with the NBA and wherever he ends up after that. Yeah, I, I think overall it's going to be a good thing, and March Madness is never going to be a failure because of you know the ignite team um and same thing high school playoffs it's still going to have that or excitement around it that's not going to go away that's not going to change ever um so i definitely think that um as we get into this more five stars leaving to go to do their own things with other five stars around the country, you're still going to get the excitement of the playoff level of basketball. You are, and all those people you'll have there are really going to want to be there anyway. You're only going to be losing out on a couple of guys, and everybody still watched March Madness, right? Everybody still watched Baylor win that whole thing. You watched that entire run. You watched the Cinderella stories. It doesn't matter. Sure, you want to watch the Kentuckys and Dukes, but you also want to see those like other runs. You want to see Kentucky and Duke not in it, though. I kind of enjoy, you know, having these other Cinderella, like, you know. Me too. Me too. It's fun. It's great. Which is why I like the new expanded college football playoff. Let's get more into that tomorrow on our CG show too. But that allows other teams. That's better for more fan bases are going to be involved and interested too. At the end of the day, it's going to spread the wealth a little bit more. That competitive equity that we've heard about at so many levels. is it's There's nothing wrong with these decisions and you have the opportunity to go pro and make yourself and your family a lot of money and they're helping you out academically too. How could, how could you ever pass that up? But we've got two topics left. Let's move on to another one. Some news, the ends of football, adding even more talent. I know they've had some talent in a lot of these sports, football, basketball. Royce Bashan is now at 
Southern California Academy for a senior season, one of our top boys basketball players. Their football program, though, out of a couple of Pinole Valley players, three-star athlete Anthony Freeman, three offers from Bethel College, Sacramento State, and St. Norbert. They've also added two-star athlete Devin Gordon to the roster. Anthony Freeman, 10 touchdowns on offense last year. I know you saw him once. You raved about him. Even at halftime, you text him. Anthony is the real deal. He showed it. That's why he's got three offers. Also had a kickoff return touchdown, two picks. Devin Gordon, another high-profile two-way athlete. Danza, they've got some talent, some college talent in this 2022 class because they've also got a three-star cornerback in Shakala Warden and a two-star linebacker in Justin Ibarra. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of exciting um, to see you know, some of these high athlete stars come in. And like you said, Anthony Freeman, I was for sure raving about him. Um, you know, when I saw him in that one game that he played against St. Mary's that I went to uh, in the middle of the season, dude is just electric. I know his story just came out as well not too long ago. He's just an electric athlete who's going to go off and he's going to do great things this year um, and be electric like he is. Um so Dienz is definitely a team to look out for this year, I think. Um, you know, it's going to be exciting to see kind of what they do with all this talent that they're coming in with. All of this added talent is going to be exciting uh, for that program to get to the point of, you know, winning quite a few games this year, um, you know, and maybe creeping into the top 25 talk and whatnot as well. It's going to be exciting to see what they can do now with a bunch of talent being added to the roster. Yes, it will. DeAnza football, they've got a great coaching staff, too. A lot of guys that help train athletes. They've done some good stuff. Great position coaches on that staff as well. Very underrated thing there, I think, as well as just their position coaches, their assistants on that staff. It's going to be great to watch Anthony Freeman and Devin Gordon now at DeAnza this season. I know Anthony Freeman's aiming for a state championship. Check out his interview on our YouTube page posted yesterday. Antistoria West Coast Preps.com. Now our last topic. The biggest coaching hire of the offseason at Monta Vista. I know St. Mary's and Berkeley hired Javid best, but Monta Vista just made its own power move, hiring former Denver Broncos running back, who's from Vallejo, went to Jesse Bethel High School, played collegiately at Cal, C.J. Anderson. Yeah, we thought Javid best, you know, former Cal star, <clears throat> Detroit Lion. We figured that was going to be the biggest hire of the offseason. But then Monta Vista comes in with Super Bowl winning C.J. Anderson with the Broncos back at Super Bowl 50 here at Levi Stadium. Um, it, was, it was a shock. We definitely, uh, as soon as we saw that announcement, we were texting back and forth. I think even hopped on the phone was like, CJ, like that C.J. Anderson. Um, but it's a great hire. I know you got to talk to him. Uh, you know, about the week after, the week that he got hired as well. Obviously, coming off a tough season, the best 0-6 season you will ever see. So <laughs> there's, there's work to be done, um, and he's going to really go in there and try and change the culture. But, you know, kind of go through your interview with him, Chris, and just the excitement level he has and, you know, what he thinks about this roster coming in. Yeah, I know I've talked to a few of his players since then along with him. They've really changed the culture there. They've loved previous head coaches there, but sometimes you got to change the culture, especially after you go 0-6. He's really made it a college pro type of environment. Obviously, C.J. Anderson knows what that's like. It's team first, tight-knit. They're working out practicing, lifting six times per week with different things. Their slogan 
is we, not me. And he's letting them know, you guys haven't proven anything. You're 0-6. You went 0-6 last year. I don't care what the close losses were. They had four games they lost by a score that they could have won all of those games. But they didn't. They were 0-6, and he's letting them know that. Building the chip on their shoulder, reverse what happens. He's got the talent to work with. We're going to go through that roster in a second. But one thing that really stood out to me, he's really invested in kids and making sure their futures are right. Everybody has league dreams, correct? I'm sure most kids do, but here's an exact quote from him that he told me that really stuck out, and I want to point this out. Because he wants to be honest with his players about the next level. Everybody needs that person that's honest with them, helps them out. And he wants them to make great career choices, not just in football. He wants them all to make the league and play college football, but he also wants them to find other interests too. Here's what he said. 7% of athletes are at the next level, at any level. JC, D3, D2, NAIA, D1. I told him yesterday, I'm going to let you know if you're an FBS kid. I'll let you know if you're a Power 5 kid. I'll let you know if you're a Division 2, II, Division 3, NAIA, or JC. I'll let you know what type of kid you are, but understand it's not the 7%. After whatever, if you make that 7%, it's great. Well, half of that 7%, about 3% of great college percent have great college careers, and then the 3% of that, 1% makes it to the league. Then 1%, half of a percent makes a career out of the league. I've been blessed to be in that half percent, but everybody doesn't get that opportunity. But there's so many ways to still be around sports or just different things that you're interested in and passionate about. And that's the whole purpose of flooding them with resources and opening their eyes to that. That deserves a double applause because it's true, uh, you know, and having that come from someone that was a high caliber player and making that half percent, um, you know, hearing that from someone like that, it just means that much more, right? You know, we can sit up here and, and talk about the statistics that come out and whatnot, but we didn't make it, right? Neither one of us were a part of the the 7% or even the half percent or anything like that. So having that come from a guy of that high caliber who has a Super Bowl win, has you know, held the trophy as a champion, um, definitely means that much more. And you know, hopefully we can relay that message into all other kids, not just Monta Vista kids, because it's a message that is very true. And I think kids need to understand that, you know, it's hard. It doesn't always happen, um, you know, whether it's an injury or, you know, just get overlooked or, you know, something like that. Yeah. It becomes down to numbers, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> so try and take that message and, you know, use it wisely um, because, you know, just I think one thing I always was told was temper expectations, you know, go out there and have fun. And I think that's kind of what CJ is trying to say. You know, you can't necessarily control your own destiny because you only, you know, 93% of people aren't going to play college yeah. ball. Yeah, exactly. And you could still work in sports. You really can. You can do what we're doing now. You can do a sports management degree. You can be an agent. You can be invested. You can be a coach. You can be a trainer. You can be an analyst, a reporter. You can be a general manager. You can work in front offices, communications, PR. The, the list goes on and on. You can, you can still be involved in sports. And as long as you put in your 100% effort at the end of the day, you can live with the results. Yeah. Right. Have those high goals, have those high standards for yourself, but just enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. Sometimes you take a detour, right? Sometimes you do. CJ Anderson said he never really envisioned coaching high school sports. He always wanted to do the college route. He was a volunteer assistant at Calendar, Justin, Justin Wilcox last year at his alma mater. 
And now he's a high school head coach, and he's loving it. He's loving Montevista. He has no ties to Montevista, and he's fitting in really well. He's loving that. He's giving back to kids. He's got a charity foundation that he's doing as well. We're going to try to get him on a podcast soon. Head out to a practice soon as well. Sure, we'll see some Montevista games this year with their schedule and their talent. But when you hear these things from a CJ Anderson, it hits different because he knows he's been there. He was even undrafted out of Cal. Yeah, he was a lot. I know a lot of people look past Vallejo and Jesse Bethel athletes. He made it to Cal. He carved out a great career at Cal. He won undrafted. He made it to the NFL. He has an incredible story himself, and it's going to be a great time, you know, following along how this team coming, you know, trying to bounce back from an 0 6 team. They have a lot of returning players as well, that, you know, that have the the bad taste of going 0 6. Um, and, and obviously, that's not fun. And you could tell by the end of the year that the frustration was mounting for this team. Um, and so maybe this is kind of a, a fresh slate, fresh start, new coach new system, all that sort of things as, you know, they have, you know, they lose Gavin Cribb and Josh Sizing, who are, are both moving on from this team, but FBS tight end Jack Andrews, who's got, seems like, you know, 15 offers at this point now. I mean, every day, right? Off. Every single day. It's every day with that kid we're getting a new offer from him. And yeah. Same with Jackson Brown at SRV. Yeah, right. And then, you know, you have Dylan Devitt still, who was one of the top passers in Northern California last year. Rocco Schramm returns. Uh, one of the best kickers in all the Bay Area. Nathan Price returns. Rex Archuleta, Cole Basha. Um, you know, all these key pieces to to what's going to be most likely a, a improved team. I would say probably going to front runner right now of your preseason most improved team is going to be Monta Vista. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what these kids do and how they respond. Because, um, you know, 0-6 season is going to build character. It's going to build toughness. And, you know, you're going to really figure out who who wants it and who doesn't want it because going through an 0-6 season is not fun. It's it's not fun at all. Nobody wants it. It doesn't matter if you were close to winning at all the talent. Sometimes you just need that fresh, like that change. Look at the Warriors even made some changes on their assistant staff too. And sometimes you just need that fresh slate, just some new blood, new energy, even new energy within some changes you're making within the way you do things every day. And Montevista has that fresh slate. They've got CJ Anderson taking over. And I'd not be surprised if Montevista really, really competes for a league title this year. Yeah, without a doubt. So uh, going to be exciting season. Um, definitely have a lot more to come. Like you said, CJ Anderson, hopefully we can get him on a podcast here soon as well. Yeah, that would be great. But until then, stay tuned for a CJ show. The first ever episode on Wednesday, we're going to be posting that on all of our platforms, our NBA draft, a live stream on Thursday. Where does Jalen green go? looks like the number two pick, but as he go up to number one, San Joaquin Memorial and prolific prep, product and now G League Ignite. So many other things coming. Our award winners coming up at westcoastpreps.com. Lots of feature stories. We had Cal quarterback Teddy Boris up there today. Stay tuned for that. But thank you everybody for tuning in and listening and I hope you all have a great rest of your Tuesday.